Hi, and welcome to the Council of the Fathers podcast. This episode is really special. It is an interview with our last cohort. Before we dive into it, I just wanted to let everybody know that we are hosting a day retreat, October 14th. That's a Saturday, 9.30 to 4. And uh, you can register on our website, counciloffathers.com and get some more information there and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And we're also accepting applicants for our up and coming cohort that starts in November. And you can also find that at the website. Uh, there's an offerings tab above and you just go down to the cohort. So please feel free to reach out if you have any questions and please listen to this incredible episode where we've interviewed three of the participants of our last cohort. Hope you are having a beautiful day and I really hope you enjoyed this. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to the Council of Fathers podcast. I'm Noah. I'm Dave. And we're here to talk about the wild journey we call fatherhood. Today we're doing an extra special episode you may already notice from the sound that there's a little bit of a different thing we have three amazing dads here with us who were just part of our most recent cohort and we're going to be having a conversation with them and hearing about their experience and learning from them so exciting so so exciting to have these guys here especially after we just finished our council um, a month ago. So kind of miss you guys. So it's nice to see you mm-hmm. and just really cool to have you all on the, on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Cool. So we're going to start out and just have these guys introduce themselves and we'll go from there. So my name is Kevin. I'm father of an eight year old. My name is Stefan. I'm a father of a two and a half year old and a one and a half year old. I'm Mike. I've got three kids. Uh, eldest is nine, seven, and four. Hmm. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> We've got like a whole, a whole clan amongst us. I just as a reminder, I've got also three kids: nine, five, and almost two. And I've got a 10-year-old son and an 8-year-old daughter. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I thought we would start with having you guys share a little bit about why you decided to come and join Council of Fathers. I signed up because I liked the commitment Mm. of a six-month cohort and the regularity of every couple of weeks. I also like that it wasn't a commitment forever and it wasn't every single week or every other day. But I knew you could connect well over a longer period of time. We say more about the commitment part? Like you, you were looking, you wanted to make a commitment. That was a that was a. Benefit. It was appealing. It was appealing for me to make a commitment and then follow through on it, but appealing too that I knew I would get closer to other men because we all committed to something. Yeah. Um, and there was an accountability piece to it that was appealing to me. Yeah. That's a big, a big part. I think we talked about in our last night together in this room 
talking about how committed everyone was and how every dad showed up even when we we're tired <laughs> and uh mm -hmm. um yeah it was something like the commitment to ourselves but also to each other yeah well it's cool to hear you say that as like something that drew you in because i usually think of that commitment piece as something that kind of stops people of like ooh six months like that's a long time or like every other week you know and so just hearing that that's something that was actually attractive to you because it it, it showed a level of of depth that would be involved is pretty cool yeah that was definitely appealing how about you stefan similar to kevin in the way that when i commit to something i go all in mm. and thinking about six months with at first you all who I had no idea really <laughs> other than no I had I didn't really know I didn't know anyone else but I was excited to know immediately and be welcomed into a group of fathers who I previously I had no such type of group or network supporting me since I became a father so I felt like having committing to six months with like-minded men who could be there for you you could be there for them just diving headfirst into the deep end to me was why i wanted to join that deep commitment i knew i was going to be able to show up week in week out and be my my true self and that's mm. why yeah. nice and you you've got two little kids so this was like <laughs> Um, you knew you needed support. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, especially with your second kiddo. It was time to bring in the reinforcements. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Charge up. Fill my cup with all the, all the nutrients yeah. to be a, to show up better at home. Nice. Mike. Um... I'd done men's work before. I think it, I think it had been a ten, a ten week weekly thing, and I did that at a time when I was um, struggling, needed support, and found it supportive, found it helpful, and had gotten away. I mean, it had been a long time, and yeah, just recognizing the absence of male friendships really identifying as a father I think what was most attractive to me that it wasn't just a men's group but it was centered around this identity as a father mm. which is uh, really important to me and also really you know an edge so I knew it would be good for me and it was attractive being focused on on fathers and yeah, recognizing I really needed that that support of men that that I wasn't really getting, that I kind of forgot I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that sort of, you know, I think we sort of mention either on the website or in general that we're, we're a men's group for fathers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the goal is to achieve that level of support for men in the modern world, you know, to connect with self and connect with others and have value outside just 
producing or working, but value as a as a father too. Thanks for that. Yeah, great. I'm curious if if one of you guys can sort of share, you know, what a, a typical evening looked and felt like for you guys. We've described it in various different ways, but I yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your version of that. I'll share because I think that the beginning of it was really an important piece, which is coming together. The space is amazing. Um, even like traveling a little bit of distance to get here and being able to transition from work or family, coming in, greeting each other, and then really opening with some ritual and recognition of how we're supported to be here acknowledgement around the courage in showing up and an intention setting and, and transitioning. That was always important to me. And uh, yeah, I'll pass it from here. But the way we started really set the tone. I really appreciated at the beginning of most circles how we would come in from the various places we were for the day and connect, um, you know, embrace, greet each other, and then sit in circle. And often I watch the tone go from more jovial or lighthearted mm-hmm. to a short meditation that helped me to connect with how I was really feeling inside and what I, what my intention was for coming to that group and, and working on that night. And I experienced a lot of power out of feeling from the other people in the room at the same time that we all are taking this time out of our day. And as we talked about before, the commitment of coming to the group and that for me, each week would really deepen that coming out of the meditation, it really felt like we were all in the same space. Mm-hmm. I hear you speaking to this quality that most of the time when we interact with other people, and especially I think as men, there's sort of this surfacey kind of lighthearted, light connection, like, oh, how, you know, what, what, was, what was your day like, or just catching up, and, and, and that there's something in, in that ritual and in that process of, of dropping deeper, of, of making a choice. You know, there's nothing wrong with like catching up and talking about the game or whatever it is, you know, work. And, but like we're saying this space is, is special in a certain way. It's sacred in a certain way. And we're going to take a moment to go a little bit deeper and then even deeper still to actually connect in a way that's more meaningful and maybe creates a different type of experience. Yes, absolutely. I'm accustomed to having conversations that are about things that have happened, (laughs) telling stories about things that have happened, reviewing the facts of the day. But I really looked forward to the group as a time to come together and even more so than celebrating joys, it being an accepting and really welcoming space for processing and gaining support through through struggle and challenges i mean to piggyback on that i mean i imagine for most people you're gonna for most fathers unless you are deliberately carving out time to create space away from your life you're not getting that and just recognizing how important that is even if you're not doing anything else uh, really creating a place to turn that off, connect with with what's alive, 
And to do that in the council, in the circle with other men, fathers who were, who were, you know, it just, it, that alone had, was invaluable because I have self-care time. I'll go, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's different. It's different. Yeah. It felt sacred to me and, and I didn't really yeah. know how to do that. I didn't really know that that was a thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So now it seems like a good time to mention that Noah, you and I are also part of the group, right? We're not, we're not just, you know, organizing it and facilitating, but we're also dropping in too and sharing. And so for me as well to, yeah, to, to drive here, like you said, Mike, even the entering and the drive in is like, okay, I'm doing something different than I did the rest of the day. And to what I heard you saying is almost like a mini retreat, you know, mm. like retreating from all the constant stimuli that I'm a, uh, like trained to a uh, trained, attuned, entrained, something like that, a train, you know, <laughs> uh, that I'm used to and just like habitually going through. And then the other thing you're saying is like, it's, I'm not just doing it on my own, I'm doing it with others and we're all we all have the same intention so yeah I'm, I'm feeling that too just like and, and I'm also thinking about the difference between sort of deep or meaningful and serious like I mm. it, it didn't feel like uh, like a yeah I don't want to give the impression that it's hyper serious like we, we also laugh and, and have fun um, but yeah, there is a sense of like, okay, we're here to accomplish something or we're here to do something. Yeah. I think there's a lot to say about in this theme of intention, the value that this council provides to each and every one of us is in between the intentional opening and the intentional closing of our time together. Mm. It's awesome. I live for getting hugs and hugging back all of you when we when we arrive and when we say goodbye for the evening but the the value of us having this deep meaningful connection happens in between the intentional opening and the intentional closing as you as you both know and dave do so well hmm. how does that ripple into the week you know right like we have this special sacred meaningful connective time together it's like you know two hours every other week on like a random wednesday night but does it actually does it feel like oh i'm you know thirsting for that again and i have to wait two weeks or does it feel like oh that is fueling me through these these few weeks or yeah like what how does that you're leading the witness am i (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean I, i can actually speak going back to the fact that we are you know what I call like facilitator participants, you know, not trying to, trying to, you know, we participate in the groups that I, I always leave f- feeling filled up in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Dave and I, we've joked about like the secondary gains of like, I feel like I father better and parent better and, you know, partner better. Certainly in those few days after a session and sometimes in the few days leading mm-hmm. up to the session, cause it's sort of like, somehow is in my system yeah so it helped me because sometimes i would leave group with 
a father's specific words in my mind, either their testimony about how they had gotten through something, or if it was a time that we had asked for and received any advice or actual counsel on. So the times that the specific wisdom brought here by other men in the group supported me throughout the week. But then also, I felt supported by just the general sense of knowing that I wasn't the only father going through what I'm going through. So that even if I was struggling in a moment of parenting and didn't have anything to look back on where I remembered someone here giving me some amazing advice, it was mostly that I felt a solidarity and a comfort in knowing that I'm not the only father who doesn't have answers all the time. And also I'm part of a group with other fathers who are doing our best. Yeah, I love that. Making mistakes and doing our best, yeah. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so what, I mean, we sort of started to kind of like discuss this a little bit. Well, what would you guys say you got out of the experience? Well, I got out of Council of Fathers and um, maybe like, how did you feel at the beginning of that six month period versus at the end of the six month period? I think I gained a a tool set of mental models to process. Yeah, I would say tools in the form of mental models that would help me work through the challenges that entangled my mind uh, and my heart. That's the first thing that comes to mind as the most present thing is like a takeaway from our time together. When I arrived in the council, I felt so unsure of who I would become at the other end. Mm. I was looking to become a, a more confident father and parent and co-parent. And I, I ultimately achieved that, feeling that way. A lot more confident now that I can use these new tools that I picked up that are in my mental toolbox that I can pull out for the specific mm. challenge, job to be done in my head. And that, for how maybe, it, that might sound insignificant to some, but just the sense of confidence, the feeling of confidence, and having that as a primary takeaway take is, can't put a value to that and that <laughs> is immense to who I am and I think who I've become over the since six months ago now seven almost seven months ago I really appreciate hearing you describe that you had a goal that you were going for coming into group and also a destination that you feel like you reached I experienced group often as coming back to the same river every other week and jumping in the river being something it's fatherhood it was flowing before any of us came to group it'll keep flowing long after we're done parenting long after we're done being here but that we all came back to the same same river so i think i took from it a real sense of connection with a shared journey and my experience of fatherhood isn't identical to anyone else's experience of fatherhood but the fact that I identify strongly as a father and came to this group with the intention of 
becoming a better father through soliciting the wisdom and support of other fathers, that also feels like a, I guess, goal that I reached, but just along the journey. The journey is what brought me there. Mm. Yeah, I want to I amplify that because, again, it was completely unexpected to feel a profound connection to the sacred task of, of fathering and to be connected with y'all, but also to recognize and view myself as part of um, something way bigger. And I don't know what the words are, but, you know, ancestral part of a larger movement or turning, it bolstered my pride as a father Hmm. and identity as a father, I would say. Yeah, the bigger frame, the bigger picture, the broader view, um, and feeling connected to all fathers that way, the challenges, and, and through, through the different, you know, through history, uh, reflecting on that. There's this other piece too, which is, I think, just being able to share, be witnessed, be held, and, and reciprocate that. But I don't know what you guys call it, dad shame? Is, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all struggle with that. And the nutrient that was specifically available in this group of fathers is the compassion, those challenges, those mess ups, or those, those shameful moments. That was really powerful. I don't think you could receive the same compassionate witness from somebody who wasn't a father. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. That was huge. I'll second that it was really special to me in this group how it felt like a very welcoming space. And I did not experience any sense of judgment or shame being here in the group. We did some, you know, there were prompts and I mean, there were, there were times when we would, we would go around and we'd check in and then there'd be some topics and maybe you would discuss other times we'd start with the topic I think at the beginning we started with some laying some foundational work we did some exercises and discussions and around the legacy of our you know our fathers Mm -hmm. their fathers there was this I forget exactly how you got us into it but what became abundantly clear is that every father in the group was committed to ending some toxic burden. Mm. There was this clarity on wanting to heal something, Mm. wanting to do better for our kids. And that was like, boom, I felt united with this group Mm. when we all were like on the same path with that specific thing. Mm. That was really powerful. Yeah. That's funny. You talk about the structure and, and the prompts, and I think pretty much every group we we had a plan and then, <laughs> and then let it go. Because <laughs> it has a, the group has a, a mind of its own, and that was really cool to witness, just this this group sort of knowing what it needed and knowing I could kind of just trust that what needed to happen was going to happen, but it was 
funny to plan for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the less planning, more presence uh, from emergent strategy. Yeah, there was something really special in being able to trust everyone in the group and what they were bringing. And yeah, I know that we were bringing what needed to be brought also, but in a way that was open to, to whatever was spontaneously arising at the same time. Yeah. I th and I think that developed over time. You, I, I think we had to feel, um, we had to kind of develop the chemistry yeah. after, over the first few yeah. sessions. That feels true. Yeah. That feels true. I, I want to add something to, not in opposition to what Stefan said, but just to contrast. You know, we, we covered like mental models, we shared best practices. And I think what I got most out of it was way less strategic and, and way more, I don't know, some kind of macro perspective on fatherhood and feeling supported. Mm. Uh, I didn't know how much support I needed. It was, and the amount I got from these fathers was unimaginable. I really didn't really know what that felt like, which is what I imagine it should be like. Um, <laughs> what what a healthy community feels like. Um, original bonds formed around the rite of passage of being men and being fathers. I think we were tapping into some stuff there. So we did, you know, we got strategic, we got specific. You know, how do, how do you handle bedtime? Um, <laughs> you know, how do you handle power struggles? But, we, but it was that bigger container that was holding, that we were holding each other. I felt held by this group, but this group was held by uh, something way bigger. Yeah. Mm. I agree with that. Absolutely. I think I was speaking a lot to how I approach change in, mm. and, and bringing to the surface the confidence in me knowing that there is this way, this particular method that is effective that I believe in that will help me get through this particular challenge mm -hmm. that I'm facing. And that's just how I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was super valuable for me personally. Yeah. But like you were saying, going back to the taking some time to get to know each other, when we had one-on-one -on -one breakout discussions, the first gathering in which we did that, in that format, really got to the, more of the roots of mm -hmm. who we are as fathers and the discussion around fatherhood. And that I think was a, a pivotal milestone, at least in, from my perspective of this journey across this six months altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, I don't know if everybody ended up connecting with everybody else, but there was an intention for in between groups, like the dads to connect and, was that, is that something that was meaningful and supportive? And, or, yeah, yeah, that was helpful. Had some meaningful phone calls, some good walks, and felt like that was valuable time to know somebody else one-on-one, -on -one, both because of taking the time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, mm -hmm. but also those were snapshots where 
I was often coming at it from my more of the flow of ordinary life. Perhaps a phone call outside uh, while I was at work. Uh, seeing seeing Dave on a weekday morning, so it was outside the context of the group, which just gave it a different flavor. And then knowing everybody that way, I suppose I brought that back into the group mm-hmm. as well. And, and that expectation was, you know you're again making time that you might not otherwise make to connect with a, with a friend or a father or get to know somebody better. Um, and I, I'm not, I wouldn't have created that had that not been an expectation. Uh, and now, you know, it's baked into my week. So. Yeah, if I could follow them, I like that it made us all accountable to each other. At some point, we were, were not only coming to the group accountable to, to Noah and Dave as the participant facilitators, but we then were accountable to each other to actually set that time up and then follow through on it and, and be present and reveal ourselves during those conversations. In doing so, extended the experience that we all had all together. Mm. And Dave, or Noah, what you were talking about with do you become more present or do you do you feel more full be like leading up to our time together and the days that follow having time with your partner for the you know your your buddy for the month was created that momentum that Mm -hmm. i didn't know i needed until i had my first conversation or meetup and that was really i think pivotal for extending the time in between. I feel this tension that that we've felt in several sort of purposes that are, you know, we're trying to serve at the same time. You know, you guys are naming them. There's sort of the parenting skills that we've (laughs) really focused on in the past. There's identity as a father. What does it mean to be a father? There's like this, you know, use the word healing, I guess, growth or development as a person. There's connection with other men. These are all sort of what seem sometimes like competing purposes that we're trying to achieve with the group. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that or or suggest or offer or maybe it's not a problem (laughs) but i've felt that in the past like how do we find the balance yeah there's like several needs that dads seem to have and they seemingly are sometimes competing came to group i came to group and felt very seen as a father and supported as a person Mm-hmm. So if being a father was something of the, the banner under which I walked coming into the group, you know, it's an identity and a carry. I not only felt supported in fatherhood, but just generally as a person, because one of the ways I walk in the world is as a father, but I felt very seen as a whole human and supported in the group. Mm. I mean, I know you're asking them for responses, but I sense that I'm experiencing and we're experiencing watching and seeing and contributing to the growth, the changing, the maturation 
of Council of Fathers as its own thing, as a process. And so I would say that there was something actually pivotal about the, this cohort in particular um, and, and the way we were able to find some sort of balance that, that landed really well between those different, um, I don't know if you want to call them goals or needs, and which is something I'm really grateful for and kind of humbled by. You know, we just keep showing up and, and offering ourselves and to be sort of received by this group of dads and then also receive from them in the way that we did as participants was pretty pretty special so yeah I agree it's a good tension right and it's maybe leading to something more what did you say? Compressed. <laughs> that was the word. It's a compression. That's what's happening. Mm. Yeah. I think there was also attunement. Like, you know, we would, mm. something would, would come up for one of us or, you know, or there'd be a shared theme. Um, and I think it speaks to the strength of the, the container and the bond that as a group we'd attune to what was up, you know, none of us showed up with an, I mean, I, I didn't get the sense any one of us showed up with an agenda, like, I need my stuff worked on today. And maybe we did, actually. There were times we'd be like, yeah, I actually need to share now. So I take that back. There was the freedom to do that. And we had permission to let the emergent come forward. And the best word is, is attunement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that wasn't it wasn't like it was conscious until the moment of being here where where like that would rise up for somebody of like oh yeah I actually kind of do need a little extra yeah yeah and that this was someone had a particularly charged yeah. share or was struggling with something and I felt to me obvious when we needed to you know circle up around either one father or around a topic mm-hmm. yeah I would agree, and I really appreciate that word attunement because, I mean, in a way, that's just this, like, huge piece of parenting, right, is being able to attune to our children and being able to even attune to ourselves because sometimes we're so caught up in the stuff of life that, like, we're not actually in attunement with our own selves and yeah and being in a space where we each as individuals were being attuned to and then we were practicing that process of of attuning to others and the sort of like the amplification then that happens when you have you know five or six or seven other men attuning to you then it's like whoa and when you're attuning to somebody else with you know however many other men at the same time it like kind of entrains but in a positive way um, what it feels like to be attuned to and to attune to somebody else in a way that like I think does seep into into the home life and into the family life and into the, the and potentially even just like life in general so yeah I love that word appreciate that you that you use that one yeah, what that looks like is often just like nodding, right? Like <laughs> someone says something and all the other dads in the room nod. And it's like, oh, 
yeah. you get me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not the only one who who does that or who experiences that or yells, you know, or um, struggles. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of struggles, yeah. What what are some struggles that y'all have as fathers, and what are what are some joys? Both. I struggle with giving myself the space I need to show up as my authentic self to my children and, and to my wife. I stretch myself far too thin, over committing myself to things that relate to my kids or things that need to be done around the house that until recently I didn't intentionally set time aside for myself so that I could recharge and come back and re-enter my house the role of that I play as a father uh, with more energy and more of who I want to be. That's what I show. That's that's what I have struggled with, and I still do struggle with it. And this confidence that I receive, that I now feel more frequently as a result of spending time and being a part of this recent cohort, has given me that confidence just to like work through this struggle that I've had for so long so it still is a struggle but something that is more manageable at this point I struggle sometimes with deciding when to challenge my son to try a new way to try a new activity and when to support him in doing exactly what he is already enjoying doing And I think that one benefit of many I derive from participating in this group is putting a mirror in front of myself as often as possible and trying to take responsibility for where the struggle I just described is not, it's not my son's struggle at all. It's not what he's doing. It's a struggle that's going on inside of me as I'm considering my own childhood and how I am as a person. And Stefan, as you said, the space I need to take for myself to then be resourced to parent. I find that that struggle I just described at the beginning is a lot less frequent and seems much Mm -hmm. less severe or important when I've had time to connect with myself and recharge. I more effortlessly then walk through the times where I'm wondering what the right direction is to take and there's no one right direction and go ahead and pick one and, and go with it I think I in general I struggle with um, overwhelm and there's a whole sort of circular cycle around that um, but I kind of hit a threshold you know nine years of sleep deprivation <laughs> you know, nervous system is completely jacked 
and you know waking up and instantly feeling anxiety because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to not yell at my kids and just this impending doom of sort of dissociative reactive and then then the shame behind that and then you know the circular the circular pattern so um, that was a struggle before this experience and it still is a struggle but I definitely have more capacity and there's 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 meaning there's more meaning to it so it mm. makes it a fight worth worth fighting when before it was it was getting pretty dark I really I, I feared my family and I think I did a decent job I've been told that I cover it up pretty well but it was unsustainable so mm. no it's better now thanks for sharing that I'll just jump in because as, as go step into that participant role where just lately a, a struggle that I've been having has been around like some mixture between presence and quality time I feel like I'm with my kids quite a bit which I feel grateful for because I know that's not an option for for everybody but a lot of that time it feels like isn't super meaningful super connective and if it's me like telling the kids to pick up after themselves or I'm cooking dinner while they're like doing whatever they're doing and it's like we're around each other but not actually connecting there so and I feel like the fact that I'm like aware that I, I'd like to be putting in more kind of intention to more quality time is, is, is says a lot and I, and I feel like that that's coming down the pipeline as we move into the summer. So as we wrap up here, I'm curious, you know, we're putting this out into the world and sharing it. If, you know, there's no, if nothing comes, nothing comes, but like, what, is there anything any of you guys want to, to share with the dads or the moms out there that are listening, like a message or a thought or whatever? When this ended, my, I mean, I kind of came to you guys, like, <laughs> um, ready to preach the gospel. Like, we need to go into the hospital and find the dads that don't know that they're going to need this and like get them to come <laughs> um, and now kind of have respect and reverence for each of our own processes uh, in how we come to getting these fundamental needs met mm. but if you suspect that you're missing something you know this could be it it probably is if you don't have it uh, so However that looks, um, I remember reading Arthur Brooks' Strength to Strength and one of his prescriptions for the second half of life and finding fulfillment is relationships. And he talks about men just getting together to build birdhouses in mm. the same space. They don't even really talk or share much, but that there's just an intrinsic value in showing up to be with other men at a given time every week or whatever hmm. uh, it could be a lot more than that but if you don't have it I guess I'll speak to my 
my past self and say, um, you know you're missing something and there's a level of support that you know you need but you don't know how to get it. This is it. This is a big part of it. Mm. So commit. Yeah, find, find a group and, and commit. There's some weird inertia you got to get over to make that happen. But yeah. I wish I had heard you say that when Rafi was born. <laughs> I wish I had heard that. Yeah, that inertia. Like, for me, the inertia was like, go at it alone. Like, that was all I knew. Hunker down and figure this thing out by myself. The thought of like reaching out or like connecting would have had to come with some sort of like, <laughs> if you're feeling this way, reach out. Yeah. I mean, hearing you say that makes me sad. It's tragic. Yeah. It's tragic that, that that's what we, for whatever reason, think. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this um, on the air, but that was my experience of you when I first met you. Mm. I was like, because because we we were in community, and I was like, Dave seems I don't know I can't I can't get through I can't connect I can't like I spend time around him but I there's no there's no dropping in I, I don't know you know um, and I don't I can't like say what the specific pivotal point was and when or how it happened but um, yeah I think it's I'm really grateful that you shifted you opened up in whatever ways you did and I'm, I'm grateful that I, I get to be one of the people that are in that in that circle of, of openness and connection um, and and maybe I'm saying this like as a testimony like for people out there that are listening like if you have a friend who seems walled off and you know don't give up <laughs> uh, there's there's hope there's, for people like me <laughs> <laughs> and if you yourself are someone who tends to isolate or yeah go at it alone like it doesn't have to be that way forever so I don't know yeah I'll add to what Mike said Mike you said that you, you knew you needed something and this was it my experience of this group, but also men's groups in which I participated, is that I didn't know how much support was available right. mm. until I overcame the inertia and tried it and continued to be amazed and impressed and grateful by how much long time and widespread wisdom and knowledge and support there is that I seldom feel like I'm the only person going through something anymore. I instantly shift now into that many people, many fathers have gone through this before and there's many ways of approaching whatever the issue is. Yeah, if you feel like you trust your inner voice to figure it out, just the two of you, whatever the challenge may be, <laughs> think about seven other, eight other voices that you would have with you to help you through what you're going through. 
one isn't enough. Your inner your inner voice is not enough. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys. Um, anyone out there who's listening, thanks for taking the time to listen and listen all the way to the end if you've gotten this far. Um, if this was meaningful, please share it, you know, with somebody who it might also be meaningful for. And um, if you want to connect with us, feel free to reach out, email, any other way, the website, counselofathers.com. And uh, we hope that, um, we hope you feel a part of this just through the listening, that you recognize that, um, yeah, we are all in this together separation is exactly that it's an illusion and uh, yeah we're on a journey into a new story one of connectivity and connection Kevin Stefan Mike thank you so much for hanging out with us and, and dropping wisdom appreciate it thank you guys thanks for having yeah, us thank you Cool. See you next time.